It's game week, Gators fans. That means Florida, Utah, just a few days away. We're going to talk about it here on Lockdown Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. Happy game week. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work at Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. If you haven't yet signed up for Florida Victorious, do so. Remember the rules. You cannot complain about recruiting to me if you are not signed up with Florida Victorious. And if you want to sign up and save 20% off your first month, use promo code LOCKED to do so. Also, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Now, it's it's Florida. It's Utah this Thursday. And we're starting off by talking about Florida's defense defending Utah's offense, which we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this week. But we're starting off with, obviously, the most important part here, Utah's starting quarterback. At the time of recording and releasing this, we don't know definitively who it's going to be because I know that we've seen that depth chart that came out on, I think it was Friday, that had Cam Rising listed as a starting quarterback. I don't believe it, mostly because I take it as if Cam is healthy, he's the starting quarterback. That, that That's just how I viewed it because, well, why else would you look at it any other way? Which like We've known that. However, what we don't know is will Cam Rising be cleared? Because, yeah, the depth chart came out and it said Cam Rising, Bryson Barnes, QB2. Nobody's surprised about that. However, it is cool that Bryson Barnes, walk-on junior quarterback. That's pretty cool. He might be starting in the game. But with Cam Rising, it's about will you be cleared. I also don't buy that that's an indicator of Cam Rising is cleared because that makes no sense. Cam Rising has not been cleared to practice at this point. I don't understand why, or practice fully at this point, I don't understand why Kyle Whittingham would all of a sudden give Florida that uh, that advantage, we'll say, for lack of better term, of six days out knowing who you're going against. It is very rare to have that opportunity to, to kind of shield that and go, oh, they don't know which quarterback they're preparing for. And Kyle Whittingham knows that. There is no reason that he would all of a sudden, after the whole training camp go, I'm not giving updates outside of Cam Rising, and I'm only giving Cam Rising updates because nothing's changed. To all of a sudden flip and go, oh yeah, he's QB1. That's not a big deal at all. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Come on. Let's be real here. That's not what's going on here. The depth chart came out. Yes. Cam Rising was listed as QB1. Yes. Bryson Barnes was listed as QB2. Yes. Cam Rising has been cleared. No, no, no. Not yet at least. So, and camp could get cleared. That wouldn't shock me either. But again, 
I take that depth chart as Cam Rising, QB1, and then a little asterisk and just go, if he's cleared. Which again, means nothing because we've all already known that. Like, this isn't like a QB battle. That That's not the case of like, oh, who's going to be the QB? No. This is, if Cam's healthy, it's Cam. If Cam's not healthy, it's Bryson. That's how it's been for, I mean, since Brandon Rose got injured. So nobody's surprised by that. Florida has to attack whoever it is. If it's Cam rising, you're going to attack him because even if he plays, he's not going to be as mobile as he generally is. Okay? He's just not. He's seven and a half months removed from a torn ACL. Yeah, you can move forward and you, you can move around, and you're not going to have that lateral agility, especially if you're still not cleared at this point. It's taken a bit to get back from it. If it's Bryson Barnes, you're going to uh, be very aggressive and attack him because you want to try to force some mistakes. Okay? On the back end, you're doing what you're going to do anyway. You're going to show the same look pre-snap and switch it right after the snap. That's what Florida's doing no matter what, no matter who your QB is. So things don't change there, which I've said to me is a little bit of an advantage for Florida because you don't have to adjust your game plan for no matter who the starting quarterback is. You're doing it regardless. You're like, hey, we're going to be really aggressive up front and we're going to be really disguised on the back end. That's the plan. If it's Cam rising, great. Cam's not going to be as mobile, but he's going to be way better at managing the offensive line. Blitz pickups, he's going to be way better at that part. If it's Bryson Barnes, he's going to be more mobile compared to Cam Rising coming off a torn ACL, but he's probably not going to be as good as at blitz pickups and all that stuff because he is inexperienced. I get it, Utah fans. You disagree with me when I say that because he's appeared in 10 games last year. I understand that. The fact of the matter, he's played 200 snaps in his career. 109 of them have been him handing the football off 54.5%. He is not an experienced quarterback. He's going to face a defense that is very good at disguising coverages, is very good at bringing pressure schematically. Whether or not they actually show up and do it, we'll see. I think they will. But schematically, that's what they're going to do. He's inexperienced. That puts him at a disadvantage there. Utah's going to run the hell out of the football. That's what they do. That's what they're very good at. They're always good at. I've said Utah's got a great offensive line usually. This year, no different. You got a, a little. I think Utah has a wider margin of like, will they be great offensive line? Will they be? I think it's towards the great, but they've got a couple spots where it's like, well, will they? So we'll we'll see about that, but they're going to run the football. We know they're going to be good at that. I think Florida's run defense is going to be much improved, especially compared to week one last year to week one this year. I think Florida's run defense is going to be much improved. I still think Utah's offensive line is like Florida's in the ground game where like, yeah, you've got some question marks here and there, but we know you're going to be able to run block and get downhill and, and find that. So we know the Utes will find success running the football, but for Florida's run defense, it's going to be filling in your gaps. Safety's coming down and making the play corners, getting involved in the run game, which we know there's a couple corners on this team that we know are going to be very physical in the run game, or at least very willing in the run game, but it's about actually going out and doing it. So again, quarterback off to whoever the starter is you know how i feel about it at this point if cam rising plays great he's not going to be as mobile tee off on him if you can and he's going to be better at shifting to protect himself there if it's bryson barnes great tee off on him if you can 
he's going to be better at escaping pressure there. Probably not going to be as good at shifting the coverage or shifting the pass protection and, and working with the offensive line there. Run game, both of these teams are going to be able to run the ball. Okay. Which we'll talk about Florida's ability to run the ball in just a second. Before I talk to you about that, though, it's time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Austin Armstrong, Florida Gators defense, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually, hold on, taste good. Son of a, that's what they do. Armstrong heads into game one of his Florida Gators coaching career against the Utah Utes this Thursday. It's going to be a tough one, but I, but Athletic Brewing Company, they make non-alcoholic brews, and that ain't a tough one, okay? They actually taste good, full flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They're constantly releasing limited edition and experimental styles to add to their variety. Who else adds experimental styles? That's crazy. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer at a store near you or buy it online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. I'd like to hear your Florida Gators versus Utah Utes predictions in the comments below. I will be responding and I will be ridiculing if I disagree with them in either direction. Uh, you will get my prediction a little bit later on. But now we're talking about Florida's offense where Florida's run game is going to be fine. Like I mentioned last segment, we know Utah can run the football. They've always been able to run the football. That's nothing surprising. Florida's going to be able to run the football. Under Billy Napier, they've been able to run the football. I don't want to say always. It's been a year. They've been able to run the football. Louisiana, under Billy Napier, they were always able to run the football. So running is going to be fine. They've got an offensive line that can run block. They've got two great running backs. As does Utah have, I will say Utah, Jaquinda Jackson's a guy that I'm like, oh yeah, he's great. And he is, I think, the only great running back they have. They have good behind good depth not saying not good but i think jaquindon's great i think montreal is great i think trevor Etienne are great okay i think they're all great i think florida's gonna be able to run the ball just fine i get it utah's defensive line understood utah's linebackers understood florida there's just some things that a team is really good at and you're not gonna have an easy time stopping them for florida that's their run game they're going to be fine, especially because schematically, that's what they do. Like they can, they know how to scheme open runs, which is a fun thing to see. They've got a great offensive line staff. Florida Gators run game going to be very good. Now comes the hard part. Utah's pass rush is probably going to have some fun. At this point in the game, we don't know who's going to be starting for Florida's offensive line. At most spots. Okay, there, there's a few guys where it's like, oh, like, is he going to be cleared like to, to play in this game? Is he going to be full go? We don't know yet. Kingsley Aguakin being the big one. And if Kingsley's not available, look, I know I've been very hard on Kingsley throughout his skater career since I took over this show when he became a starter. That does not mean that he's not good at what he needs to be able to do here. And that is going to be helping manage this game. Luckily, Graham Mertz is an experienced starting quarterback. It's 38 games played. So he's going to be able to make those adjustments and help out whoever is on the offensive line. But with Florida, you've got a couple injuries. 
you've got a couple spots that were like, okay, you're going from backup to starter. How are you going to do long-term with extended snaps and all that stuff? And it's your first game starting together as a unit. And I've said this a billion times, and I will die on this hill. For pass protection, it's not so much about the individual offensive lineman. It's about how you function as a unit. Run blocking, yes, that you can kind of hide behind. Oh, we have these good individuals, not a great unit. I think Florida has a great unit and individuals there. But pass protecting, we don't know what Florida has. They could have tremendous chemistry off rip. More likely is that Florida is going to have to go through the, go through the motions a little bit and try to figure things out. So Utah's pass rush, which again, I get it. They had high sack numbers last year. I understand that. I think they have a good, even great, but not elite pass rush. Like I'll give you great. Sure. I'm not going to say elite. I don't think they have that. I think one of the reasons that they had such a good pass rush last year is having such a good secondary like Clark Phillips out there. So I will say that. I think they've got a good pass rush. I think they're going to have a lot of fun on Thursday night if Florida is forced into a spot where they're going to have to throw the ball. Like if 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 Utah can get some early stops and Florida's got to go, you know, third and eight, yeah, you're probably going to have some fun. And Graham Mertz, not the most mobile guy, not very good at extending pressure. So Utah's pass rush, you're going to have fun. Florida's run game, still going to be fine. I will say this, when you have an offensive line that's trying to piece things together and you're not super confident in your pass protection, the best way to counteract that while still throwing the ball is to get the ball out as quick as you can. So for Florida, that's screens, which they seem like they're going to be much improved this year. I know a big thing with Billy Gonzalez, who is not the wide receiver coach last year, is the wide receiver coach this year and has been the wide receiver coach in the past. He his receivers can always block. Like that is something that he does very well is developing those guys. And I know it's like the little things, and it's obviously not even close to the most important part of wide receiver play. But when we're talking about a scheme that wants to get the ball horizontal and run after the catch, it matters a lot. Okay, so we know that their screen game is going to be more valuable and more viable than it was last year. For Florida. You're going to look for those screens. For Florida, you're probably going to run a couple of touch passes or pop passes right there. You're probably going to work the RPO game because you're probably going to have to. And Billy Napier wants to anyway, but it's going to be a different RPO game than we saw last year. Last year, we would see the RPO where it was a lot of times QB keeper or handoff. And then after, if AR keeps it, he could throw the ball. We're going to see Graham Mertz have that same freedom, but he's not going to take off with his legs like Anthony Richardson would. So there, there's ways to counteract not having that great pass protecting line but you're going to be in instances at some point probably where you're going to need time as about showing up when you can also working with your slot or tight end or this boarding him hopefully going to live up to the hype and be a legitimate threat at tight end ricky pearsall i know ricky pearsall is going to be good i've said i think ricky pearsall goes over 100 this game i don't think that the utah utes have a corner that can cover Ricky Pearsall consistently. So look for the Gators to exploit that. Utah plays a lot of cover one. Look for Ricky Pearsall, who's a very good route runner, to try to get open there underneath. They play cover two. Ricky Pearsall's had some success running the post. It's about Graham Mertz hitting him on the post, but Ricky Pearsall had some success there. And by some, I mean, well, kind of a lot. So I think Florida, your run game is going to be fine. 
your pass rush going to have some fun. I think the Utes have a corner that can cover Ricky Pearsall. And it's as simple as that, consistently at least. We're about to take a look at the predictions to wrap up today because, yeah, I, I have predictions. It's game time. But actually, we're a couple days away from the Florida Gators game, taking on the Utah Utes. And if you're looking for tickets this late, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And like I told you, I used it a couple weeks ago, catch Braves at Mets. And especially with baseball, I like to buy tickets late because I, the football, I'm a defensive guy. Baseball, I like good pitching. I wanted to watch Cody Senko pitch, okay? So I waited until the last day when I knew he was actually going to play and not get scratched because I would have been mad. But snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. So download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And please do be sure to like, subscribe, comment, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, if you want to join the Locked On Gators Discord and, and join the conversation, even if you're a Utah fan, you're welcome to, for, uh, unless Utah lands. <laughs> but the link's in the description below. The spread at, at this time is Utah minus seven. I'm taking Florida plus seven. And this is nothing surprising. I've said, I think Florida wins. That's just, that's just my opinion. I think Florida wins. I think it's going to be close no matter who wins. And by close, I mean like it's going to be like four or five point close. So I think it's going to be close no matter who wins. So I'm taking Florida plus seven. Because again, especially if Cam Rising doesn't play especially, then yes. If Cam Rising does play, I'm a bit less confident, but I'm still very confident that this is going to be a close game no matter what. I just don't think either of these teams are going to get blown out. I know Utah fans, you love to bring up the Las Vegas Bowl. Sure, you could bring up the Las Vegas Bowl all you want, where a ton of starters were not playing for Florida. They were on QB3, who... That was his first time playing that whole season because he was injured the entire time and was still banged up. Sure, you can use the Las Vegas Bowl to, to dispute me saying neither of these teams are going to be the teams that get blown out. Have fun with it. Logic side over here, neither of these teams are the side to get blown out, especially because both of them want to run the football a lot. They want to kill the clock. They don't want to give you the opportunity to blow them out. Them running the football, however, also brings me to Right now, the over-under, the total, is set at 46.5 points. I'm taking the under. Even if it was 43.5, I would take it. Okay? So I'm taking under 46.5 total points. Because, yes, while I do think Florida wins, and while I do think it's a close game, neither of these sides are going to be going nuts offensively. Okay? I've said this basically since March. No matter who wins this game, it's going to be close. I think Florida wins this game. It's going to be close. If you think Utah's going to win this game, I don't think that's a ridiculous suggestion, by the way. I know I talk a lot of trash to your fan base. I'm not even saying, like, oh, you're stupid if you think Utah's going to win. That's never been my point. My point is the arguments are weak because it's the same arguments used last year when Utah lost. That's my issue. 
If Utah wins, you could easily convince me of that. And it's going to be close. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if Utah won. However, going to be close. I think Florida wins. It's going to be low scoring. Both of these teams love running the football. Okay? Both these teams love running the football. A rule that changed in college football recently is first downs no longer stop the clock. It used to be if a team converted a first down, the clock would stop until the ball was set. That's not what happens anymore. Now it's like the NFL style where you get a first down and the clock just keeps running. Okay? I, I, and I understand, you know, that that's a few seconds every first down. That adds up. Utah, I think last year had, uh, I think it was 21 first downs. I don't know how many Florida had. I, I, I've, I know the number for Utah because of Cam Rising's. I know he picked up like four of their 21 first downs, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that's 21 if each time is five seconds. Like then you're taking a couple minutes away, and that's only Utah's side. So Florida adding time there. I think that that's really going to speed games up and going to kind of shrink the amount of maybe blowouts that we see just because, you know, less time for the high power offenses to really go. But also I think that that's going to lower the point total here. And I know Vegas is including that. If they weren't including that, the total would probably be set at like 50 and a half. I'm taking the under regardless. I think that we see under 46 and a half points. I know Utah fans keep going. If Florida, I, I know Utah fans, like the argument I keep seeing is, Utah is going to hold Florida under 20. I don't deny that. I've said I think the final score is going to be like 24-17 Florida. I think it's going to be close. And I, I said that a while ago, even now. I don't even think that's true at this point. I think we're looking at 21-17 Florida. Like I think that we're looking at a close game here that's even closer. So I think Florida wins. I think that they're going to run the ball on both sides. They're both going to run the clock, especially if you're Utah, you're going to run the clock. Because you either have Cam Rising, not healthy, you want to run the ball, keep your offense on the field, just handing the ball off and running the clock that way. And and that's how you want to attack this with Cam Rising if he's your starter. If it's Bryson Barnes, you're especially going to want to run the ball to minimize the opportunity to make mistakes. If Cam Rising's QB, you want to minimize Utah, uh, minimize Florida's chances of hitting Cam Rising. If Bryson Barnes is your quarterback, you want to minimize the opportunity to make him make a mistake. So either side, you're running the football a lot. If you're Florida, that's just what you want to do regardless. You don't care about who you're going against. That's what you want to do. So for me, Florida plus seven, under 46 and a half total points. I also parlayed Florida plus seven with that, with that under 46 and a half, and I parlayed Florida money line and the under 46 and a half. It's going to be close. I'm looking forward to football, man. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Actually, we'll be back later because we got two days. Forgot about that one. I'll see you guys at 5 p.m. We're talking linebackers today for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.